Everybody doing all right? What a blessing it is to be able to come back and and worship the Lord again this evening. Amen. What an awesome God that we serve and what an awesome God that we get to praise and worship. He's worthy to be praised. I don't know of one time that he's ever not done what he said he was going to do. You know it? I mean, I fall short all the time of that. I say I'm going to do something and then I don't. And I hate to when I don't follow through on something that I say. But God has never, not one time, not followed through on what he's going to say. Amen. What he says is truth. And what he says will happen. And one day, the blessing that we have as Christians is we get to go be with him forever. You know, isn't that a great feeling? Isn't that a great thing to know that one day we'll go get, we get to go be with the Lord and we get to be in his presence and we get to worship and praise him forever and ever. I want to go ahead and get into this lesson. We're actually not going to be in Ephesians chapter 6, but I want to start out with this thought. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. What do we see in these verses? We talk about them a lot. We uh, preach about them a lot. We have them in class. We, we do these discussions with our children about them. And, and really, you may be thinking, this lesson probably won't take that long because the main point and the main objective of these verses is children... Obey your parents, and parents, teach your kids about God, right? <laughs> the invitation and let's go. Well, that's not it, right? There's a lot more to it. And maybe you're, I want to talk tonight about parents and children. But maybe you're here tonight and you're not a parent. Maybe you're here tonight and you're a Christian, and if you're here and you don't have any children, you do have a parent and his name is God. Amen? Maybe you're here tonight and you're thinking about becoming a parent. Maybe you're here and you're a child and you have parents. We all have had parents at some point in our life, haven't we? We all came from parents. Whether they were good or bad, I don't know. That's depending on uh, you personally, but... We all have parents, and tonight I want us to take a look at this parent-children combination. See, in order for it to work the right way, there has to be a combination of obeying one fact, what God says to do. Now, you can pull that out and take the parent and the children thought out of it, and here is the reality no matter what we do as a Christian or as a person, if we want to be pleasing to God, we have to do what He says, right? So if you're not a parent, if you're uh, not a child, you still are going to get something out of this lesson. I promise you that. Because Proverbs chapter 4 is very, very good for information. 
I want to walk through it. I have four points, uh, and it's just going to walk us through the whole song, the whole proverb, and we're going to just take some uh, time and look at not every verse, but we're going to look at uh, several of the verses to see what we can learn about parenting and about being a child. You know, it's so important for children to listen to their parents. But it's also so important for parents to raise their kids the right way. Amen? You know, the future of the church depends on how we raise our kids. If we don't raise our kids the right way, what will they do? They won't do the right thing probably, will they? And kids, if you don't obey your parents, then what are you doing? You are being disrespectful to them and you're making your own decision. I want us to talk and think about this tonight. And I want to start in verse 1. And the first point that I want us to consider is, hear the instructions of a father. Verse 1 says this, Hear my children the instruction of a father, and give attention to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine. Do not forsake my law. When I was my father's son, tender and the only one in the sight of my mother, he also taught me and said to me, Let your heart retain my words. Keep my commands and live. Get wisdom. Get understanding. And do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will preserve you. She will preserve you. Love her and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Exalt her and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory. She will deliver to you. So think about this. The, what I want us to think about in these first nine verses, kind of the, the, the main uh, focus is we must recognize the treasure that God's Word gives us, parents. If we give it the right way, if we teach it in the right way, look at what happens. He says, pay attention and know understanding. I give you good doctrine. The way that I'm going to teach you is not according to what I think is the best, right? The way that I teach you is not going to be the way that I think that uh, it'll be better if we do it this way. No, the way that I'm going to teach you is based on good doctrine. And not only is it good doctrine, when I tell you about it, when you hear it, I want you to not forsake it. Children, listen to this. As your parents give you instructions, as your parents tell you to do things, sometimes you don't want to do them probably, right? Sometimes you just can't understand why they would be so mean and hateful to me, right? Well, if the doctrine is good, if what they're telling you to do is the right thing, you have to do it. Look at what he says in verse 3. When I was my father's son, tender 
And the only one in the sight of my mother, he also taught me and said to me, let your heart retain my words. Parents, if we're not teaching the right things, and then we tell our kids to uh, do this and retain the words that you teach, how is it going to come out? How is it going to turn out? Not the right way, is it? We have a job to do as parents. Even step out, you're not a parent. You're a Christian. We have things that we have to do when we talk, when we act, when we help people. Maybe you're an aunt, maybe you're an uncle, maybe you're a grandparent. The way that we act, the way that we talk around these children, maybe you're just a member of the body of Christ and and you're around these children you help teach. The way that we talk, the things that we say need to be this good doctrine, amen? And that just doesn't come with coming in here and saying, you know what, I'm going to be a really good guy today. It takes effort. It takes preparation. It takes some time in God's Word saying, you know what, I'm going to be dedicated to what it tells me to do, and I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it because I know that these children are watching. I'm an example Look at verse 5. He says, Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. See, Solomon's trying to pull this, the, the children to come and understand what he's telling them. He's trying to give them wise counsel. Parents, we have a huge responsibility. We have a huge responsibility to take care of our kids and show them the right way. Look at verse 6. He says, Do not forsake her, and she will preserve you. See, I'm telling you God's will. I'm telling you what He says. I'm trying to get this across to you that this is the right way. That word preserve right there, that Hebrew word, it means to protect or to guard or to keep within bonds. Restraint. Right? I'm teaching my kids because I don't want them to be bad. I want them to be good. Isn't that what we want? We want our kids to be good. I don't like to whip my kids. I don't like to get on to my kids. I don't like to do those things. I don't like to ground my kids. I want them to be good so we can have a good relationship at the house. But sometimes it takes discipline, doesn't it? And I know for the kid that's not the most fun thing. And I'm going to tell you a story. I remember one time I didn't do what my dad said, and I knew I was going to get a whipping. He'd give me two whippings with a belt. It wouldn't be that hard, but what I did was I tucked a magazine in my pants and tried to curl it out and tried to make it flat so when he whipped me that it wouldn't hurt. Well, you know what happened when the belt hit that magazine. It sounded different. He said, what you got in your pants? And I pulled it out, and well, you know what happened after that. I got several more whippings for that, right? I understand what whippings are. I've gotten whippings before, plenty of them. But I want you to retain my words. I want you to hear what I'm saying because I don't want you to do the wrong thing. See, look what he says in verse 8. He says, exalt her and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. 
Am I telling my kids the right thing? If you're not a parent, are you telling the people around you or the people you have influence on the right things? Because God's word is still the same, right? God's word is God's word, and how I proclaim it to the others is still the same. And if you do do God's will, he does promote you. That Hebrew word right there means cause to grow or to be lifted up. You know, we've talked about this a lot. If you humble yourself in the, in the sight of the Lord, what will he do? He will lift you up, right? He's going to be the one to lift you up. And so as I'm teaching my child or, or as I'm disciplining my child, I'm trying to get them to understand that if you listen to what I'm saying because what I'm telling you is what God wants me to tell you, that I'm going to cause you to lift the way you act is going to get lifted up in front of other people. And they'll say, man, you got a great kid. He really does the things that he's supposed to do. He's so respectful. He says, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. He opens doors. He does all of those things. And look at verse number nine. She will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. Listen to my words. Recognize the treasure that I'm about to give you because if you do what I tell you, what I'm telling you is the truth. What I'm telling you is the wisdom from God and what it gives you is grace and a crown of glory, right? Be faithful unto death and I'll give you the crown of life. I'm teaching these principles to my child. And child, are you listening? Please do. Even though you may not want to hear it, maybe you think, you know what, my parents just are so much. They, they treat me just all the time like I just don't understand anything. They love you and they care for you. Listen to them. It's, it's, it's such a great thing to know that parents will discipline their kids, you know, and not give them everything that they want because the sad thing is that's what's going on in the world, isn't it? Isn't that what's happening in the world? I mean, I think about the basketball league where everybody wins type stuff. You know, don't want to hurt nobody's feelings type attitude. And, and that's just not reality. You're going to get your feelings hurt. People are going to say things that are going to uh, make you feel bad. And the way that we teach our kids to handle it will make them stronger as they go into the world. Amen? And they're able to handle it according to this treasure that God gives us, His Word. He says, give attention to no understanding, is what He tells them. What else can we learn from this proverb? That we can hear and receive the Father's sayings. Look at verse 10. Hear my son and receive my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered, and when you run, you will not stumble. Take firm hold of instruction. Do not let go. Keep her, for she is your life. Think about the blessings that come 
from these sayings. You know, he says, hear my son and receive what I'm saying to you. Hear it. See, the parent is being uh, very proactive in the way that they talk to their kids. Brethren, talk to your children. Be in their lives. They need you. I ain't going to talk about it. I was going to talk about it, but I ain't. Be there for your kids. Because you don't ever know when they won't be there. Be there for them all the time. Be in their lives, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether they're upset with you, whether they're not. Be there for them and make sure what you're telling them is not for your gain. It's for God's glory. Amen? Because if you're not there, if you're not a part of their life, it will change them. That's just the way it is. I know that principle so well. But look at these blessings. Watch what he says right here, brethren. He says, hear my son and receive my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. We ultimately know if we obey the gospel and we become a child of God and we're faithful unto death, where is our place of rest? Heaven, right? But even here on the earth, if we make the right decisions, if we do the right things, we keep ourselves out of harm's way. Now, can disaster come? Absolutely. I'm not saying that. We don't know what's going to happen in the next minute. But when we make the right decisions, when we think it out the right way, rationally, should I be doing this? Should I be a part of this? And my parents say, you know what? Don't go over there to this place. Well, why not? Because I, I'm not going to tell you all the details, but I really do know what's going on over here at this place, and I just don't want you over there. N nothing may happen, but I just don't want you over there. Kids, listen to your parents. They love you and they care for you. And they want the best for you. It's not just something that they're trying to do because they're over the top and they're the king and the queen of the house. No, they care about you. And parents, we have to make sure what we're telling them is the right things. This is... This is so crucial for the success of this congregation and for the church worldwide. Amen? If we don't take care of this, you know, I can preach all day and I can say all these things. The elders can come up here and we could go visit you and do all of those things. But I'm just going to see you just a couple times. You're going to see your kids and your family all the time. That's where it gets done. See, you may not think you're important. I don't know, what I, I don't know why I'm uh, not being successful in my life. I don't know why I'm not going out and bearing just huge amounts of fruit and people aren't even seeing it. If you're doing things at your home that God wants you to do, you are bearing fruit. I got a great quote at the end that I want us to think about. But you are doing something that is changing somebody's life, your child's life. Look at what he says. I've taught you in the way of wisdom, and I've led you in right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. 
Why do I want you to do the right thing? Why am I saying to go and do this and not do that? Because I don't want you to be hindered in your steps. Because when you run, you will not stumble. Stumble. He says, take firm and hold of instruction and do not let her go. Keep her for she is your life. Why do I listen to my parents? Why do I respect what they tell me to do? Because I understand that they care about my life, right? They care about you. We all love our kids. We all love our grandkids. We all love our nephews and our nieces. What else can we learn? Look at number three. Hear and receive my sayings. And then he goes into this. He says, do not enter the path of the wicked. Verse 14. Do not enter the path of the wicked and do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they do not sleep unless they have done evil. And their sleep is taken away unless they make someone fall. For they eat the bread of the wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. Boy, God's word is powerful. And boy, God's word makes us understand what the whole point of why he set up parents to take care of children. Children don't get it all the way yet, do they? They're growing and their brains are becoming more mature and more mature. Parents, we have a huge responsibility. We have got to make sure that we're training ourselves to do the right things because we have the effect on our children. Now, as the children get older and they go off and they do their own thing, all that we can do is go by what we taught them. And they have to make the decision to do the right thing after that. But up until that point, what are we doing? Are we doing the things that we're supposed to be doing? Are we being an example when we think nobody else is watching? The best way you can see if you're an example is what are you watching on TV? (laughs) What are you watching on TV? And what are they watching? Because if what they're watching is worse than what you're watching, there's a problem, isn't it? That's a problem. And kids, if you get told that you can't watch that, don't think that they're just trying to be mean and hateful to you. This is just how God sets it up. He wants His people to be different. He wants His people to be successful. Consider it joy when you face trials. Consider it joy when when your parents come in there and say, you know what, I don't really think that we're going to do what you was asking to do because I, I just don't think that that's the best thing for you. Really? Well, why not? I mean, I've been there. And you know what I would do? Here's the pitiful thing. I get told I couldn't do that, so what would I do? I'd go in there and I'd renegotiate in my mind and I'd come out with a straight up lie. Okay, you're right. I'll just do this. I'll just go to the bowling alley is what we'll do, right? 
I'm not going to the bowling alley, but boy, I'm going to lie and say that I'm going to the bowling alley so I could go out and do my own thing. Isn't that pitiful? Kids, don't do that. There's no need in it. God is trying to avoid, keep you out of trouble. Look at what He says. He says, do not enter the path of the wicked. Why do your parents tell you not to do the bad things? Why do they tell you to stay away from those worldly things? Because they know what happens. And he's going to explain it right here. And do not walk in the evil way. He says, avoid it totally. And don't travel down that road. Turn away from it and pass by it. And look at verse 16. He says, for they do not sleep unless they've done evil. You know where it leads to? It leads to a group of people who ain't going to sleep until they've done the wrong thing. They want it. They like it. They want it to be a part of their life. It says, and their sleep is taken away unless they make someone fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and they drink the wine of violence. They want to do the wrong thing. They want to say the wrong thing. They want to act the the, the wrong way. Why? Because sin has just engulfed their life. That's all that they know. And what do we do as parents? We try to keep them away from it as much as we can, right? We have to be on top of it. We have to keep our game to the top. Maybe you're not a parent. Maybe you're not a child. Maybe you're here and you're just somebody who's trying to search for the truth. Here's the reality. God says, stay away from wicked people. Avoid it. Don't get by it. Because all it's going to do is it's going to cause you to want to do bad things all the time. Get away from it. Look at what he says though in verse 18. But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. But the way of the wicked is like darkness. And they do not know what makes them stumble. You get so caught up in sin, you get so blinded by the reality that you're in that you get upset with your parents. And you say, you know what? They're telling me this because they want me to keep from having fun is what it is. Because they don't really know what fun is. Brethren, make sure what we're telling our kids is right. But kids, make sure that you listen to your parents because they love you. Because the wicked don't even know what makes them stumble. They get so entangled in it that they can't even walk right. Look at the fourth thing. To give attention to my words. And I really like this one because I kind of gave it a little something added thought about this. This part right here is is a great area because what it, it does is if you look at it and you apply it, it brings you a little bit of energy to your life. He says, my son, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. 
Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life and those who find them, and health to all their flesh. Ask yourself this, can you quote several scriptures by memory? Do you think about those verses that you can quote by memory? Are they in your heart when you become anxious? Do you know that verse that you can go to? Or do you even care enough to look it up on your phone and find it? Man, we have a blessing on that phone, right? You get the Bible app and you just type in anxious or you go to Google and you say anxious and it'll pull up all kinds of Bible verses, right? Do we care to do that? Or do we just continue in our life and be anxious? You know, when your parents say, hey, we got to get up because we're going to church Sunday, Sunday night and Wednesday. How do you feel about that, kids? Are you sad? Are you mad? Does it put you out? Parents, are we holding them to that? Do we want them to be here and be a part of those things? He says, incline your ears to my sayings and do not let them depart from your eyes. You want to be successful as a Christian? You want to be successful as a parent? You want to be successful as a child growing up, obeying your parents and honoring them? Don't let the words of God depart from you. Keep them in the midst of your heart. And when you get told something that you may not necessarily like, but it's true, you deal with it. And you work through it because you know that it's for your best interest. Look at verse 22. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. <laughs> That's a great verse. Why does God want us to be diligent all the time and keep our spirituality going and hiding God's word in our heart? Why does he want us to continue to do these things? Because in our heart come the issues of life, don't it? Those struggles, those temptations, those times when you're down and out, those times when you're angry, those times when you're thinking, boy, I wish Matt would hurry up, right? I know none of y'all thinking that. Out of the heart spring the issues of life. So what does he tell us to do? To be diligent. Parents, what do we tell our kids to do? To be diligent. Hey, and you know what? If they're not really uh, doing that good in a Bible study on their own, why don't we implement it ourselves and be a part of it with them? And say, you know, I remember this as a kid, and we did it for a little bit, and, and it was so fun. I still remember it. We had this book. It was a big old thick book. I think uh, somebody came by and gave it to us on a, you know, every once in a while people come by and want to give you some type of book, big thick, beautiful gold print type on it and stuff, just some type of Bible stories. Well, this was a book and it, it was Bible stories based on like animals. So it would talk about a bear and then it'd have a Bible verse and then you'd kind of talk about the illustration. We did half of that book. We'd do it every, I don't know, on a Tuesday night or something like that. Whenever we did it, and boy, it was such a blessing to me. I still remember, it was like in the fifth grade when we did that. And then we stopped doing it. And we never did nothing like that again. 
And I think about that. I think, you know, am I doing what I'm supposed to do at my house? Am I trying to apply God's Word so they can meditate on it and keep it in the midst of their heart? Or am I just too busy? Am I too busy pleasing everybody and doing the things at my work that when I go home that I don't even have time to take care of my own kids and my own family? Verse 22 says, For they are life and those who find them all health to their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of them spring the issues of life. And verse 24 says, Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. I mean, so many applications can get made from the New Testament. A deceitful mouth. Are you a liar? Are you telling your kids, hey, we can't be liars. This can't be a part of who we are. And then here you are doing things that are deceitful. <laughs> are we putting ourselves in check before we tell our kids? Because if we're not, then what are they looking at and what are they seeing? It's okay to be sneaky, right? Do we have perverse lips? Are we saying things that are not according to God's will? And look at what verse 25 says. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet. Ponder the path of your feet. Think about what you're about to do. Think about the things that you're going to do before you do them. And let all your ways be established. See, don't just go and, oh, I'm just going to do this or I'm just going to go do that. No, let your ways be established. Think about what you're about to do. Is this the right thing? Should I be at this party? Should I be in this situation? Should I be talking to this person? Should I be texting them? Should I be sending them these pictures? And boy, this can step out from just parents and children. This can just step right into the realm of brethren, right? Do we let our eyes look straight ahead and our eyelids look right before you? <laughs> he says, do not turn to the right or the left and remove your foot from evil. I want you to think about what this says. Parents can only give good advice or put them on the right paths. But the final forming of a person's character lies in their own hands. Think about that one, kids. Your parents love you and they're going to tell you the things that you're supposed to do. They're going to try and put you in the right situation. But when you go to school and you're involved in things that you're not supposed to be doing, you have the ability to say, you know what, I can't be a part of that. That's just not who I am. Parents, I want you to listen to this quote. I, I had two, two things that I, I, I read, and I thought they were really good for us as we go out. Our goal in parenting is not ultimately for our kids to get a great education. That's important, though, isn't it? Or to be a great athlete. Or to find a great husband or wife, and that's important. Or to get a great career.
Our goal should be for them to fall in love with Jesus. Our goal should be for our kids to fall in love with the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who gave everything for us. Are our actions showing that? Are our actions speaking louder than our words? Look at this one. Your greatest contribution to the kingdom of Christ may not be something you do, but something you raise. Your greatest contribution, let me say it another way, your greatest contribution to the kingdom of God may not be something you do, but somebody you talk to. Your greatest contribution to the kingdom of Christ may not be something you do, but something you said to your family. What's important to us, brethren? What's number one? Jesus said the greatest commandment, and I'm done, is to love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Is that number one in your life? Because when it goes downhill, it all falls into place. But is our greatest contribution what we did? Lord, look what I've done for you. Man, I've done all these great things, you know, and I should be able to go to heaven because, I mean, I've done, I've just named like seven things that I've done really great, right? No, that's not the point. I know we love our kids. We'll all say that. And we'll all try to do our best to take care of our kids. But are we going to amp it up to the point where Jesus is number one when we raise them? And the way that we talk to them, the way that we love on them, the way that we're there for them, thinking, you know what? They may change the kingdom around here in this area, wherever they're at. Or maybe somebody that I talked to, I changed their life. Maybe just the thing that I said. But it only comes when we obey and understand what God says in His Word. I love y'all and I appreciate y'all listening to me. If you're here today and, and you need to become a Christian, I don't know why you'd wait. Jesus Christ could come back at any moment. I mean, seriously. I pray at night, and I know many of you do too, the same prayer that they said in the Bible, Maranatha, Lord, come quick. But right now, there's an opportunity for you to be saved while He hadn't come yet. Because He's going to come and He's going to get us and He's going to take us away and we're going to be with Him forever and ever. You're going to live somewhere forever. You're going to either live with joy or you're going to live with despair and doubt and weeping and gnashing and separated from a God who loved you so much that He was willing to die for you. 
Jesus said, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. That's not what I say. That's what the Bible says. Ananias told Paul, God has great plans for you. But what are you waiting on? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, Acts 22, 16. 1 Peter 3, 21 says, baptism now saves us. Not the bath, not, a, not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but an answer of a good conscience saying, you know what, I can't do it, but God, I know you can. Because God does work in baptism. You go in dirty. You go in a sinner but you come out brand new. Washed clean. If you need to be baptized, if you need to repent, if you need prayers, if you need encouragement, whatever you need, come right now. Together we stand and sing.